Go ahead and open up your Bibles. Yeah. Go with me to Psalms 34. Psalms 34. Psalms 34, beginning in verse 1, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Say, there's deliverance in my praise. And, you know, there's four doors that are opened up in people's lives that must be shut because these four doors, four spiritual doors, are the areas that the enemy comes in and he brings oppression, and also he brings uh, possession. When, when someone does something, and they are beyond their mind, where they cannot control themselves, how many know that's possession? But when someone has a weight upon their shoulders, and it seems like their continence, and the things that they desire to do, they cannot do, it, it, because this weight is always holding them back, or maybe they, they're, they're doing things, but they can never get beyond a certain point. That is oppression. And so these four doors, when they're open in a person's life, they bring either oppression or possession. And, you know, the, the enemy, the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I come to give you life, and life in abundance, amen. And so I don't care who you are, or where you come from, there's an abundant life waiting for you, amen, in Jesus' name. And that is the, the desire of, of my heart for you, that you will live an abundant life in Jesus' mighty name, amen? Say, I will live an abundant life in Jesus' name. That means you got victory. That means you walk in strength. That means you walk in, in, in power, amen? And, and, you know, some people say that if you come to Jesus, you won't have any more issues. You're going to have issues. But you have power over the issues. And so it's important that you come and praise God because these doors need to, need to shut. These, these oppressions and these possessions need to break in Jesus' name. The first, the first door is, is, is just it's a perpetual sin. Things that you seem to do over and over and over, and you never see a victory in that area. And so I believe that you're going to be set free in Jesus' name, amen? The, the second door is, um, is uh, occultic practices. These are things that, that, these are, let me explain this, they're evil altars that were built up. Every time you build an altar, you are doing business with heaven, or you're doing business in the spiritual world. And there are people that, that have built evil altars because they built these evil altars so that they can receive some sort of spiritual power upon their life. There are a lot of witchcraft and a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, witches that operate occultic practices where they build these evil altars because man is seeking after money or seeking after what somebody else has. Or maybe they got some sort of affliction and they're looking for help but they're looking in the wrong area. And those evil altars, just because someone had done it many years ago, does not mean that those evil altars are not operating on your life today. 
That's why those evil altars need to be broken and torn down in Jesus' name. And a heavenly altar needs to be built up so that when you lay your prayers before the Lord and your sacrifice before the Lord, you will do it unto the Lord for spiritual power from heaven, from God Almighty, amen? And so, so the occultic practices need, need to end, amen? There's no such thing as a white witch. There's no such thing as white witch. There's no such thing as, as, as occultic practices that are okay with God Almighty. Anything outside of Jesus Christ and the power of his word is an occultic practice. Going to an idol, praying to an image, those things are occultic practices. You go to people's houses and they built up idolic worship. They put candles around it. They give it sacrifices. They give offering. They might even come to church, but then they go and they pray to their, 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 their closet God with a, some sort of stupid idol that was made by man. God will not dwell in any place that's made by man. He will only dwell in the place that he is the one that is the one that created, which is you and your heart. Amen. And so those evil altars need to come down in Jesus' name. Oh, but pastor, my, my grandma showed me how to do this. Well, that, your grandma was practicing witchcraft. The Bible says you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It might help you in one area, but it's destroying you in another. That altar needs to be destroyed and come down in Jesus' mighty name. And that devil that was operating through that, uh, that demonic altar needs to be cast out of your house and out of your life and be re rebuked off of your family in the name of your family in Jesus' name. If you believe that, shout amen. 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 So this week is a week of deliverance. Amen. For things that you know and things that you don't know. The third thing is heredity. These are things where, you know, uh, spirit of anger, spirit of, of, of sickness, uh, poverty. These are things that have been happening from generation to generation. My grandma, my, my great-grandmama, my, 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 my grandpa, these things, they, they happen upon a family's life. It's a spiritual curse that's been passed on from generation to generation. I want to tell you, the curse is broken in the name of Jesus. That family curse has to, has to stop in Jesus' name. The curse might be upon that, that family's life, but today, this this week they shall be broken and the blessing of heaven will now be upon your heritage in Jesus mighty name if you believe that shout amen. amen amen and so it's time to break these curses amen and so and then the fourth one is is wounds wounds and these are things that were where people have either abused maybe accidents a traumatic a traumatic accident something that happened in your life that is affecting you today divorce abandonment uh just the shame of poverty i want to let you know that jesus will set you free too jesus will set you free from every single area wherever you are weak he is strong amen and so as we as we begin uh faith conference this week, Supernatural. I want you to come. I want you to praise God. I want you to hear the word. I want you to receive with open arms. Amen. And then I want you to get ready to praise God. Amen. Because we have a prophetic word that as we praise God for these next seven days, every curse that has been operating over your life or over your name shall be broken in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, shout amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, as I've been preparing for this week, we have great men and women of God that are coming, and it's going to be an anointed week. I mean, they're coming from all over the world just to minister to you, amen? Uh, but as I was preparing this week, the Lord reminded me of, of Jericho. 
how, how the, the, the Hebrew people entered into that land. They entered into their promised land, and the very first place they went to was Jericho. And God gave them a word, and God told them, you march around that, that city for, for, for seven days, and don't say a word, amen? Say, don't say a word. They stay quiet, but then, they, then the word of the Lord says, on the seventh day, as you march, shout, and those walls will come down. And the Bible, you know, the Bible says that the wall came down and that the, 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 the people went up straight. Everybody say straight. When you study what, what really happened, some people think that the walls came crumbling down. They didn't come crumbling down. The walls came down flat. I was reading up on the archaeology of what happened in Jericho. And when they discovered the wall, the, the wall did not break up. The wall came down flat, and it created a ramp for the army of the Hebrew people to come and take the possession that the Lord has blessed them with. I want to let you know there's such a victory that God is going to give you that even though you think it might be a battle, no, God is setting you up for complete victory. The things that might have hindered you from taking the land, God says, I shall go before you. I shall make the crooked path straight and you shall take the land because my glory and my power and my anointing will be upon you and you shall experience my victory, says the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. The walls are going to come down in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen? Praise God. As you can tell, I'm excited about this week. I'm excited about this week. Amen? Praise God. Say, I'm going to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we're going to shut every door. We're going to break every curse. Amen? And this year is going to be an extremely blessed, blessed year of your life. Amen? Because you're going to run faster and stronger than ever before. No more weights, no more shackles, no more burdens, no more walls, no more boundaries. Amen. For the Lord and his glory is going to overshadow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to ask my wife to come on up, Pastor Veronica. Praise God. Hallelujah. And could I ask uh, Pastor Renee and Diana to come on up too and... and uh, let the one come on up. Any of the, our, our pastors, uh, Vanessa, come on up. Uh, Cecilia will come on up. Praise God. All my pastors, amen. All the pastors of faith, please, God, church, come on up here and stand with me. Hallelujah. I'll, how many of y'all know that y'all have some blessed, blessed, blessed pastors? Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, we better finish the service quick because we, we got a pregnant lady with, two, with twins ready to come out. Amen. God bless you. Love you guys. And I, I want to present to you uh, new pastors uh, that, are, are, that are here. We want to recognize them and we want to pray over them. Frank and Gracie, come on up. Marine, come on up. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. Just want to give you a hug, and we're going to pray over you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So go and come stand next to me. Praise God. You know, there's not like a one set way to do this. Amen. Uh, but I thank God for his anointing. Amen. I want to read to you Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 11. 
It says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does, does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Praise the Lord. And so as, as a pastor, you're part of the gifts. You know, the Bible says that he gave gifts. God is the one that gave gifts. It, it was a call that, or an anointing that God put upon our lives. And the Bible says, for the profit of all. And so you're here for their profit. We are here for your profit. We're not here for our profit. We're here for your profit. And it's our greatest desire as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ is for your life to grow, to grow, to grow, grow to your own. They are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ that have been given an office as, as an apostle, a prophet, a, a teacher, a pastor, an evangelist. They, they have been given the mandate of God for the perfecting of the saints, for the edifying of the body. So if there's a foot that's weak, God gives an anointing upon the hand to minister to it. If your marriage is weak, there's an anointing upon them to edify you and bring you into victory. You have to take the right medicine to get the right results. And so when you see an anointing that God has put upon the ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ in this church, it's important that if you need that anointing upon your life, run to it. Get yourself involved. Get close to who God is using and watch what God will do. Amen? And so we recognize the anointing of God that's upon your life. You guys have been so faithful to minister to families, to minister to marriages, to bring couples closer together. There has been so many people that were getting ready to be divorced, but God interceded. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a, floor, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against it. God has risen you up to be the standard against that divorce in Jesus' name. And, and some people say, well, pastor, what did they do for you to, to pray for them to become a pastor? They've done nothing except serve the Lord. I do not choose who is going to be pastors of the church. It is the Lord that chooses who's going to be a pastor of this church. It's not their education. It's not their wisdom. All that matters is their faithfulness to God and the anointing of the Holy Ghost that's upon their life. And so if you are faithful with the little, the Bible says he'll make you rule over much. The word of God declares that we're supposed to make disciples of all nations. If you are faithful and you continue to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ and make disciples, God will call you out. Amen? And what God has done in your lives has been beautiful. It's been awesome. 
So this morning, we're going to surround you. We want to pray over you. We want to anoint you with oil. And we want to recognize you in the sight of man, what God has already recognized in his eyes as you being pastors here at Faith is God Church. Amen. Praise God. Do we have any oil? Can you give me some oil there? And pastors, I want you just, why don't you guys stand right here, right behind the pulpit. And I want you pastors just to go and surround them. Amen. Put your hands upon them. And church, stretch your hands out to them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these mighty couples, these gifts that have been given to man from you, Lord. We recognize the anointing that you have placed upon their life. And today we dedicate them unto you, Father God, as pastors and ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ through faith pleases God. Father, I ask you to be a, a wall of protection around them, Father God. Spirit of God, I ask you to give them wisdom. I ask you to give them knowledge. I ask you to give them creative ways, Father God, to serve you and to minister to others, Father God. Lord, I ask you to bless them in everything that they do, Father God. And Lord, at the end, they shall hear, well done, good and faithful. So Holy Spirit, release your anointing upon them right now in Jesus' mighty name. Miracles, signs, and wonders. And let your glory overshadow them. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Father God, for this mighty couple that is here to destroy the works of the devil and to build the kingdom of God in this land. That through their lives, marriages will become whole and families shall be established. We lift them up to you now, Father. And we thank you, Father, for this mighty ministry. And we dedicate them unto the service of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. We love you. We bless you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Come on, give God praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. Now you guys can go sit down. Praise God. I'm going to preach now. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. <clears throat> Hallelujah. We love you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm really excited about this morning. Tonight, uh, Evangelist Kelly Leger is going to be here. <coughs> You're going to be blessed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm really excited about this morning. And, uh, you know, during the, during the week, we have David, Prophet David. He's flying in all the way from, from Abuja, Nigeria. He's going to be here. And uh, Amos Dea, how many of y'all remember uh, Apostle Amos? He's going to be here as well. Amen. So it's going to be a powerful week. Amen. Praise God. How many of you are going to come hungry just to receive everything? Amen. Praise God. But I'm really excited about this morning because the Lord gave me direction that we're going to see miracles. We're going to see miracles. How many of you want to see miracle today? And so tonight, this morning is a, is a, it, it's a healing Sunday, and we're going to see miracles. Amen. Now, if you can, open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 19. Let's do it right. Open up your Bibles. Yeah. <laughs> Acts chapter 19. 
Hallelujah. Acts chapter 19, beginning verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and evil spirits went out of them. It says God worked the miracles, but he did it through the hands of Paul. God wants to work unusual miracles through your hands, amen? This morning, not only are we going to begin to minister in just a moment, but I, I felt inspired by God to gather handkerchiefs and carry them in my persons. And so after the service, if you know someone that's not here that needs a miracle in their life, come and grab a piece of the handkerchief and take it to them. Because that word that happened over Paul's life is a word that will happen over your life in Jesus' name. That when these claws touch them, whatever spirit of affliction that's upon them, it's going to go in the name of Jesus. And whatever disease that they've been dealing with, it has to leave in Jesus' name. Amen. How many believe that God is still God that heals today? Amen. Hallelujah. And so the Word of God says, And God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. So God's going to work unusual miracles through your hands. And today I want to talk to you about how to work a miracle. How to work a miracle. Now, if you go to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, say, I'm going to work miracles. First Corinthians chapter 12, beginning verse 7, it says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And so the Word of God says that the miracles are supposed to be worked. The manifestation, manifestation means it shows up. It shows up. Manifestation is the manifestation of the Spirit of God. And so we might not be able to see the Spirit of God, but we can see when he manifests through miracles. When someone is sick and then they get healed in the name of Jesus, the Spirit of God has shown himself. When someone hears a word from the Lord, the Spirit of God has shown himself. That's what manifestation means, where the Spirit of God shows himself. And when he shows himself, that's glory. Because when people see the workings of God, they have to recognize that God is. 
They have to recognize that he's real. They have to recognize that, that he exists. And if they recognize that he exists and that he's real, they have to line their life up with the ways of God because for so long they've been operating as if God doesn't exist. But once you know that he is, that he is real, you have to change. When, once you know, the Bible says that, that he who comes to God must believe that he is. And once they believe that he is, then those that chase after him, it says, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What are you seeking God for? What are you looking for, for from God? Amen. And so he will reward you according to what you're seeking him for. If you're seeking God for healing, healing's on its way. If you seek God for his blessings upon your life, the blessings of God will be on, the, on their way. Whatever you're seeking God for, once you realize that he is and that he will reward those who diligently seek him, he will reward you with whatever you are seeking him for. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why we, the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because when you have faith, it's because you are chasing after God for something that you desire. And guess what? The reward's on its way. Amen. But when it comes to the working of miracles, the working of miracles, the miracles, they don't just happen. They have to be worked. And every one of you that know Jesus Christ can begin to work miracles. Amen. They are released through points of contact. Everybody say points of contact. And so if you want to see miracles to work in your life, you need a point of contact. Something that causes your faith, to, it causes you to put action behind your faith. If you're just thinking it, then it will not, nothing will happen. But the Bible says that faith without works is dead. If you put action to your faith, you will see the miracle happen in your life. And you need a point of contact. The Bible talks about a woman who had an issue of blood. The Bible says that she had, you know, she, it was like a, a, a period that didn't stop the flow, and she went to all the doctors, and there was no help for her. She spent all her money, and there was no relief. But she heard about all the goodness of Jesus Christ. She heard about the power and the anointing and the miracles that he was working. So she said to herself, if I will touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. When Jesus was passing by, he was surrounded by the multitudes of people. And the Bible says that she pressed through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. And as she touched the hem of his garment, the bleeding began to stop and she was instantly healed. Jesus did not stop. And say, there's a woman here that has an issue of blood. Come here because I'm going to minister to you. No, this woman said to herself, if I will touch his garment, even if he doesn't know my name, even if he doesn't know who I am, I know there's an anointing that's upon his life that will answer my need. I'm going to work a miracle that will change my life. I'm going to touch Jesus. She worked the miracle. And she was healed. And she was healed. Jesus was her point of contact. Amen. 
And so when it comes to, to you working miracles, you need a point of contact. What are you doing to see the miracle happen in your life? Many people are waiting for the miracle to show up. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. God will push you. He will encourage you. He'll give you words of wisdom and words of knowledge. He'll tell you, go do this. Go say this. Go over there. He'll tell you all those things. But until you begin to step out in faith and begin to put action behind what you are, are desiring, you put an action in your faith, you'll never see the miracle happen. Amen? Say, I have to work miracles. And so you need a point of contact, something that can release your faith, something that allows you to, to, to work the miracle over your life. I love ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ, but I don't just preach. We preach, teach, and demonstrate because we want to see miracles. Amen? And if we can't move people to do something believing God, they will never receive. It'll just be in one ear and out the other. It'd be a good thought. It might bring an encouragement. It might bring motivation, but it's not faith with action. And the reason why you don't see miracles in many ministries and many churches, because nobody's working miracles. You have to work miracles. This week is going to be a week of miracles. You need a moment where faith is released. Say, I need a faith moment. And you could, you could follow the instructions of a pastor or a minister, or you could just spend time with God and ask, ask God, what must I do to release this blessing over my life? Amen? When I was struggling with a, a, a pain in my heart that seemed to never go away, and I had gotten ministered, I had done everything according to the word of God, to receive my healing. How many of y'all been there where you've done everything according to the word of God, but still you saw no relief? Let me see your hands. And so I released my faith, and I believe that day, Lord, your word says that if anyone's sick, let them go to the elders of the church, and the prayer of faith will make them whole. And so, Father, I went to the elders of the church. They anointed me with oil. They prayed the prayer of faith over me. I felt the presence of God, but I had no relief. What did I do? I began to declare, by faith, I am healed in Jesus' name. I didn't allow sickness to become my identity. Here's the wonderful understanding about the working of miracles. This is, here's the understanding about, about healing in Jesus' name. You have to change your identity from being the sick to being the healed. So that you recognize that when pain is upon your body, it's just a moment, but it's not your destiny. It's not your identity. It's just a moment. It's, it might be pain today, but that's not going to last long when you know who you are. Amen. And I began to declare that I'm the healed. There was a service, and I had to begin to believe God for not just to be healed, but to be a minister of the, of the healing power of God. Matter of fact, I just already declared I was healed. I didn't even worry about it. So I was pressing it to God that God would begin to use me in healing ministry. And there was a minister that was ministering, and he had brought out a cross on the pulpit, and he said, whatever you believe in God, touch the cross. And as you touch the cross, whatever you believe in God, may you receive it in Jesus' name. I came running to the altar and I said, I'm touching that cross because I want the anointing of healing upon my life. And when I touched the cross, the pain that was in my heart, it left. It left completely. I told the minister about it. 
The next day, he said, everyone come to the altar. And when they came to the altar, he said, if you have any sickness, Pastor Kevin, actually, I was a pastor. He said, Kevin's going to pray for you. I went on there, out down there, and I laid hands. And everyone I laid hands upon, that pain and that sickness left their body. They were healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. God wants to make you more than a conqueror. Whatever you're dealing with today, when you begin to work miracles, your faith is going to get to a level where the Spirit of God will pour out more of His anointing upon you, and you can believe Him for greater things. It might be a struggle today, but work your faith. Work a miracle for your life, and watch how today's struggles will be tomorrow's victories, not just for you, but for this land and for your family and for the nation in Jesus' name. You'll be a person that the, the flow of God will be in, the, a river of God will flow through you of healing and deliverance and power and anointing, peace. Why? Because you've done, you've done battle. You fought the good fight of faith. You put action to your faith and you worked a miracle. Amen? Tell your neighbor, work a miracle. There are people that are, that are struggling with finances. And they're, they're crying out to God, God, just give me more. God, just give me more. God, will just give me more. But they don't realize that the operation of, the, of poverty has been operating on their life. When the Lord says in Luke 6, 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall man give unto your bosom. What does that sound like to me? That sounds like God, like Jesus is challenging me to work a miracle over my life. That I, I don't have to look at my situation and think that that's my, my end. I can look at my situation and turn it around and say, I'm going to begin to give. I'm going to begin to give and work my faith and work a miracle of, of increase upon my life. The word of God says give, and if I could give according to the word of God, I shall receive good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. My giving becomes a point of contact. How many of you want to see increase in 2019? The word of the Lord for you is give. Give, give. Many people are concerned, how am I going to receive? If you give, God will make it his, his responsibility to, to make sure you receive. No seed, no harvest. Amen? You can work a miracle that will bring you out of poverty. You can work a miracle that will cancel all your debts. You can work a miracle that will bless your family and bless your children. What I love about the working of miracles in the area of finances, you begin to, you begin to show your kids how to trust God. Because when you do not have and they have desires, you begin to show them the way you are trusting God for yourself. And those lessons that they learn while they're young the bible says when they grow up they will not depart from it may your kid will never have a dead-end job in jesus name may your children never have to spend a day working for a job that has no future and is not the call of god over their life amen hallelujah say work miracles that's what the Lord is challenging us, to work miracles, amen? Hallelujah. Go to Mark chapter 16. Amen. In Mark 16. Verse 
verse 17. It says, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. There was a man that, this happens almost weekly, all the time. But this one man, he had seen God move through the television ministry. And so he came to a service just like this service, uh, a healing Sunday. And I had met him right before the service began. And he looked at me and he said, today I'm going to be healed. He had come in with a cane. He could barely walk. He had pain all over his body. But he came in and he looked at me and he says, today I'm receiving my healing. Not only did he say I'm receiving my healing, he said, today I'm walking out of this place without this king. When service began, we had a great time of worship. When the Lord began to move and, and God began to say, minister to those that are sick, I said, if you, are, if you need a healing, come to the altar. He came to the altar. He came slowly to the altar. I laid hands upon him. The power of God came upon him where he fell out on the floor. When he got up, he jumped up on his feet. He took the cane. He threw it on the stage. He says, I do not need that no more. And he walked out completely healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. He saw that when I laid hands upon him, he would be healed. What did he do? He worked his miracle he worked his miracle today is a day of miracles jesus has not stopped performing miracles some of you are dealing with struggles in your family why don't you begin to ask the holy spirit to give you direction on how to work a miracle that brings healing to your life maybe you're believing god for a financial increase maybe it's your business that's struggle struggling why don't you begin to work a miracle so that the business will turn around so that your family will be blessed and so that your situation will change Amen? You might say, well, pastor, I don't know if it's possible. With God, all things are possible. I was, uh, I was preaching in a, in, a, in a city, and God began to show his power, and people were healed, and miracles, and signs and wonders. It was a big blessing. And afterward, the pastor grabbed a hold of me. He said, he said Pastor Kevin, we're going to get a tent, and we're going to go all over the country, and you're going to minister and lay hands on the sick, and they're going to be recovered. We're going to have mighty revival mighty revival and he was so excited he was ready to give all for that cause and he had resources he had means he he was strong he was ready he was excited why because he saw the power of God upon my life he saw the anointing of God upon my life and because he saw the anointing of God upon my life he began to use his creativity on what could happen through my life through my life you have to understand that God will give you ideas God will give you vision but it's for your life you have to stop looking as pastor Kevin's going to do the work because when the Holy Spirit begins to stir your heart that means God is showing you a future that he has for you and if you will just step out and believe that with God all things are possible and God begins to speak to you that one day, this is what your life is going to be. One day, I'm going to use you in this air. One day, revival is going to flow through you. You begin to step out in faith and work your faith so that God will take you to that place in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.
You have to prepare yourself for what God has for you. And so every day you work miracles. Every day, every day, you might say, well, Pastor, where do I start? When you come to church, the body of Christ, you have to believe God that your life is going to be changed every time we gather together as a body. You're working a miracle just being here. Just being here, you're working a miracle that God somehow spiritually is going to bless you in a way that you have never been blessed before. Amen? Hallelujah. Say, I'm going to work miracles in Jesus' name. And the beautiful thing about working miracles is it manifests and the whole world sees and people have to, they have to come to the knowledge that Jesus is Amen. It's the glory of the Lord. And the Bible says the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Many people are, are praying for revival. Many people are praying for salvation. We should be saying, Lord, use us to reveal your glory. Because if I will be lifted up, Jesus said, if I will be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. If you begin to let the glory of God come upon your life and the manifestations of the anointing of the Holy Spirit to, to flow, you're going to see there's going to be souls that are going to be won, lives are going to be saved, the kingdom of heaven will increase, and the, the kingdom of the devil will decrease in Jesus' mighty name. So it's time to work miracles. Say, I'm going to work miracles in Jesus' name. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon my life. Jesus said, greater things I will do. I will do them because I will work miracles in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now just begin to thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.